Coming up on this episode of The Goldilocks Zone, we're part two of our reboot discussion, this time on TV shows. Which of your favorite shows took that hiatus and came back, either as a long-term sequel or as a brand new show? We're going to discuss it and answer some questions from last week and post some for next week. It's a great episode of The Goldilocks Zone, and we're going to enter it right now. You're entering The Goldilocks Zone, episode number 12, recorded May 14th, 2015. TV shows remade, rebooted, and repeated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the man who will always have a catch. It is Mr. Matt Mariani. Sir, how are we doing this week? We are doing pretty well, pretty swell. Pretty uh, ready to get in this discussion of reboots and remakes. You're pretty ready. Well, that's how I like it. Uh, thanks, everyone out there, for joining us. I think we're going to have a good discussion this week. We had a good one last week. If you didn't listen to last week's show, go back and listen to it. We talked movies. We talked Die Hard, Planet of the... We talked a lot of Tim Burton. Yeah, strangely some of his better enough. stuff and some of his worst stuff. Yeah. Um, that was a great episode. You can get it on our website, goldilockshow.com. There you get all of our episodes, past, present, and future, as well as links to where you can download the episodes and links to our social media accounts at Goldilocks Show on Twitter. We've gotten that out of the way. Let us start with our question from last week. So, uh, as I've said about three times already, we talked last week about movie remakes. The question was, who would play you in the rebooted version of your life, and what would the title be? Now, I, I have an answer. I will go first. Usually I make you right. go first because I have to think about it, but I thought about it. I think I have an answer. In the rebooted version of my life, it would be just like my life is now. I wouldn't change anything about my life. I would be played by Louis C.K. And the title okay. would be, and the title would be, Why Me? Question <laughs> mark. And it would kind of be like a show, Louis, if you've ever seen it, where just nothing ever goes right. And, it's, okay. and and his and his life is just like, but but you end up feeling really like you feel for the main guy because his life is nothing but a series of major errors and random coincidences that just like you're like, oh, this poor guy, like man, I just you want to feel for him. So that would be that would be see, my life. See, I I would agree. I would I would say that um, the only thing is I would change Louis C.K. I would totally say that. You would be played by Matthew Perry. No. But young Matthew Perry. (laughs) Young and cool Matthew Perry, not later sad, depressed Matthew Perry. You'd be like friends post just post friends era Matthew Perry. But then my but then my movie would get canceled halfway through because Matthew Perry's in it. Like (laughs) (laughs) poor guy. Maybe maybe like um Maybe this is what he needs. Maybe this is what you both need to, to No, you no, you know who should play me? Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. I know we All look right. nothing alike, but, but I... only if if I get to have a quick cameo as Michael Richards. If you want Michael, to be Richards, Michael Richards, plays Richards, me that... in a quick cameo of I... of your life. No, I think I think Jerry Seinfeld could play you. Okay, Jerry Seinfeld could play me in a quick cameo. I think that'd be great, Matt. Who would who would play you in your movie? All right, in my movie, I've decided that I would be definitely played by. Um, Vin Diesel <laughs> and Vin Diesel yes. and the, the 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 story would be now as as you may or may not know Vin Diesel was a um an advocate of uh 
Dungeons and Dragons, I guess an avid player, will be more accurate. So what the movie would be, it would be actually like a Dungeons and Dragons game. But as the story is being told, like as the, the, the game is being played, um, the camera is kind of like set in, in my imagination or in Vin Diesel's imagination. And he is imagining himself in this Dungeons and Dragons world playing the game as the events unfold. But then the, it turns out that the main villain, the final villain, is me, played by myself in Vin Diesel's imagination. Wow. That is – that's and, kind of disturbing. And he has to actually destroy me. And when that happens, then the game is over. And he's able to leave the um, the jungle. You You spent way more time thinking about this than I did. Wow. It is very yeah. detailed. I, I was secretly hoping you would just go with like too Matt, too furious. <laughs> and then Vin Diesel plays a version of you who's in a Fast and a Furious film. Okay. Does he know he's in the film? Well, he knows he's in the film, but he's playing you. So you're in the movie like, guys, slow down. You're going too fast. This is dangerous. <laughs> Stop it. You shouldn't be driving like this. Someone's going to get hurt. You guys are too fast and too furious. <laughs> Yes, Someone's exactly. gonna get hurt. Calm Stop. down. <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel is buzzkill. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm definitely in favor. Well, good. I think we got some good answers to this week's. So. It's it's rare. Usually our answers are kind of like haphazard and on the fly. Yeah, I'll gladly take it. Good thing that didn't happen. Good. <laughs> this time we, we we guarantee no results next week. So we'll go from there. Um, wonderful. Well, let's get to today's topic. So TV shows. That are back. That is our rule along a reasonable amount of time between either a reboot or a remake or a sequel or a return or however you want to phrase it. TV shows that took a long time off the air came back and brought and brought some gusto with them. Uh, I don't think any of them... I'm trying to think. We have... Well, actually, we have three shows that really just picked up where they left off years later, right? And only one of them is actually a reboot. Right. So, not a lot of the reboots. But that's what I think is interesting about television, is that it is super, super rare for this to happen. Like, it almost yeah. never happens. And that's because, um, when you're talking about movies, it's really easy to get a bunch of actors together to shoot a two-hour movie. It's really difficult to get an entire cast and crew back together for a TV show, Arrested Development, which we'll talk about in a minute, proved this point exactly, where they had to, like, shoot it all weird, the new season, because <laughs> yeah. they, they couldn't schedule, you know, all nine or whatever actors to be in the same room at the same time. Right. I think it definitely suffered for it. And that's why we'll talk later, but I think a good example of a reboot comes from animation, where all you really need are the voice actors to come back and... Any good animated show only has a small group of voice actors because they do a lot of voices. So you're really talking maybe five actors to get back together. And the cast and crew, it's animation, so they're kind of, you know, flexible in and out. So I think it's a little easier there. But I think in television, it's very, very rare you see this. Yeah. I think that, that yeah, it definitely speaks to uh, the, uh, the, the, the different formats of both of them. And it's Movies kind of like a one-shot deal. And and TV definitely takes a little bit longer. Yeah, and then the other thing, too, is you see a lot. Um, every show we'll talk about today, 
uh, with the exception of <coughs> R1 Reboot, all of these long-term sequels, they were successful because they already had an established fan base. I can list a ton of reboots. Um, the Knight Rider reboot, the Bionic Woman reboot, the Odd Couple reboot. Um, a lot of these where it's different actors and, and somewhat different stories, even though it's the same general universe, have failed miserably. And I think that's just because when we talk about a show like 24, Jack Bauer being such an iconic character, if you brought it back with a new actor or you brought back 24 in the same universe but without Jack Bauer, I don't think it would have worked. I think people really need to be familiar with those characters um, in TV for the reboots to work. Um, that's just my two cents. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think that the you have to have a, a, a large and committed fan base, right, in both of these situations. Exactly why Firefly has never been brought back. Right. They have a small but very but committed fan base. Exactly. Although you could probably say the same about Arrested Development, which is our it's first show we're going to talk about. Also because Nathan Fillion's now, he's kind of fat. Mm. from eating too many jelly donuts mm. Mm. castle so. over there with all of his uh, uh ro romantic comedy mystery series mm. <laughs> um arrested development the the sort of poster child for fan dedication bringing back a show um airing on fox three seasons 2003 to 2006 um critics loved it emmy wins like crazy not that many people watched it fox canceled it Nearly uh, seven years later, 2013, Netflix brings back a fourth season of 15 episodes to their streaming service exclusively. Quite a get for them. Um, we have a clip we're going to play, Matt. Are you excited for our first ever clip? I'm very excited. All right, let's play this. These are some great quotes from Arrested Development. Take a look. If that's a veiled criticism about me, I won't hear it and I won't respond to it. Oh, my God! Ta-da! She doesn't even have a house. I'm just gonna smoke the marijuana like a cigarette. <laughs> Huzzah! That's why you always leave a note. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's awesome. Somewhere over the rainbow, there's another <laughs> rainbow. Nothing on the inside. If I wanted something your thumb touched, I'd eat the inside of your ear. All right, all right. I think you get the idea. Uh, so many quotable moments from that show, uh, Arrested Development. Hey, I didn't um, see anything about the banana stand. Uh, Matt, I have to tell you, this this clip, they call it the 200 greatest quotes from the show. It's 10 uh, minutes long. I guarantee it's in there. I just yeah. played the first 30 seconds. So. I had some good ones. A great, great quotable show. One of the things I like, too, about the show is the running jokes and sort of the, like, very sly jokes that, like, you'll watch it 20 times and still not mm. see. Um, the callbacks. Oh, the callbacks. I mean, I listen, I will talk for ages about how great Arrested Development is, but I want to specifically focus on when it was brought back to Netflix, which was very exciting when Netflix announced this. It took them nearly two years to shoot it, um, and it finally aired in May of 2013 following the Bluth family. Um... <clears throat> So, you know, I, I will, I suppose, volunteer to start talking about this fourth season. Um, you know, I think, I think the first three seasons were so strong and so loved. It was always going to be tough to bring back a show with such a passionate fan base. You know, if you bring back the odd couple or something like that, I think you're going to get a little more flexibility 
and how good the show is. Whereas something with this, first of all, the hype around the return of the show was absurd. Uh, I mean, people were just, for the year it took them to shoot this, people were clamoring for it. I actually disagree with what I believe to be the general public perception in that this fourth season wasn't as good as the first three. And that's at least what I believe the public generally felt. Um, it was weird because of the way it was shot. And if you've ever seen it, you know what I mean, where each episode follows a single character and they kind of cross paths. But it's very unusual for television, uh, the way it was put together. And, you know, if you understand the shooting schedule, you know why. But I just think that despite that, I, for my money, Arrested Development Season 4 may be one of the most fascinatingly shot and organized television shows I've ever seen. Like, there's so many underlying jokes and, like, moments you have to, like, oh, that's right, they were in the background of that other episode, and because they were all there at the same time, but they don't interact, and the timeline of the whole thing, and the fact they had to, like, green screen in certain characters or certain scenes to make it work is just absolutely fascinating. On top of that, I also think it's really funny, but I give a lot of credit for... Some of the the funny, like the Fantastic Four musical jokes, I thought were really funny. Actually, I thought the music was really great in the fourth season. Um, and, and by the way, if you don't own the Arrested Development soundtrack, go out and buy it. It is fantastic um, because you don't realize how many of the jokes are in the music. So I do recommend that. But um, I don't think it was 100% success. Some episodes were hits and some were misses. But I think overall as a season, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And I thought it was a really... A really uh, pinnacle moment in my eyes for television that something like this was able to be created and put together and just be so I, I don't even know how they did it like I would have gotten lost five minutes into writing this thing how they put it together is fascinating so I'm a big fan uh, of Arrested Development as a whole but specifically of the fourth season um, Matt what, what, what were your thoughts yeah I, I I think it really speaks to the genius of the creators of the show and the writers of the show. The way that they put it together was very impressive. Um, and like you said, it hasn't really been attempted before in any other show that I can think of. But that being said, um, I, I always felt like it was missing the original uh, it factor that the other episodes of the show had that like, um, I had to actually watch this series three times, three times in a row to get where everybody was, what they were doing, um, which wasn't necessarily a problem because, I mean, I could watch Arrested Development uh, like 50 times in a row because um, the show is brilliant um, and very funny. But... I I always wondered, you wonder what if, you wonder like what if the whole season had been shot as a, uh, like a, in a more traditional way, but still that being said, I think it was, it was, uh, very, very clever and I really don't think there was any way around it. So yeah, what, what will be, will be for, for my money, anything you have to do to get that cast back together, do it. Yeah. Like, if they had done a two-hour movie, I would have been fine with that. Like, just to have those actors play those characters again, I, you know, the the star power in that show, I think, is just off the charts. Yeah, like, I wonder what it would have been like if they had chosen to do a movie or an animated show instead. Yeah, which I definitely think they could have and, and might have even done. And I will say, um, it, it's 
been announced. Um, there's no time frame on it, but uh, Mitch Hurwitz, the creator of the show, is in the studio, is in the editing bay, and they are recutting those 15 episodes um, into a more traditional format, where each episode will will instead of following a single character, will kind of it's the exact same footage. They're just going to re-edit it closer to look like a more traditional television show, where each episode follows kind of an individual story, uh, but while mixing all the characters together. Oh, well, so, I guess we'll be on the lookout for that. And it just goes back to, for my money, Mitch Hurwitz is a friggin' genius. Yeah. Um, the fact that he can do that and, and tell these stories and just some of the jokes I, I think are great. So I'm really excited for that and the potential fifth season. Um, you know, if they put out one season every five years, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. As long as we get to, to keep seeing more of it. But you're right. It was difficult to watch at some points. Yeah, that's really, that's the major the major complaint. It was, is just it was keeping track, keeping track of where everybody was and mm-hmm. what they were doing. Yeah, and some of the episodes were just frankly better than others. You know, which is what happens when you put do an episode around a single character is some are just not going to hit. Yeah, um, and then some were really strong. When I go back, I've gone back and rewatched it a couple times. I won't rewatch all the episodes. There's some I just won't watch because I just don't think they're as good. But maybe yeah. that's me. You mean in the season alone or the series? No, in the season alone. I'll sit and marathon yeah. the whole first three seasons. Because I was going to say, I can't think of a bad episode in the whole first three seasons. But but see, and that's what's interesting is in a single episode, there were two to three stories, right? Yeah. If one of them sucked, you didn't care because you had the other two. Right. But in these, every episode was, was one, one story. story. And that's why I think recutting it's going to make a difference where you're overlaying a couple character stories. I mm-hmm. think it's going to make it seem funnier. Yeah, God, television is so fascinating. I love this stuff. I could talk about this for days. Mm, suspension cool. of time and space. Mm. We don't have time for that because we got to move on. Got another show to talk right. about. This time, animated Futurama. This Futurama. is uh, Matt Groening, David X. Cohen. Um, the 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 show set in the year three thousand, airing from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and three. Four seasons on Fox. Canceled. But if it's on this episode, that means it must have gotten brought back. And it was 2008, four direct-to-video films. Comedy Central then decides they're going to pick it up. uh, Starting in uh, 2010, um, and it created uh, how many of these? What was it? One for two more seasons uh, after those movies as well. Uh, If you count, they count each movie as a season of the show. Technically, so there were nine seasons of of uh, Futurama when completed. Four original, uh, four movies, and oh no! So I guess that that's ten. Oh, I can't, I hate when they do this because then I can't keep track. Wow, you're confusing us, Matt. Well, that's that's uh, yeah. Thank you, Mister Graining, Groaning, Graining. Yeah, they say seven seasons. If you don't, how how do they? Oh, so season five is all the movies. One season, all the movies. And then there was yeah. season six and season seven on Comedy Central. Okay. I was worried there for a minute. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, and before we start talking about it, we've got another clip, Matt. Wow. And this time... Let's just keep on coming. I, <laughs> um, and this time we are going to show um, a clip on YouTube I haven't checked out, so I hope it's good. It's called The Best of Fry. So let's uh, let's take a look all at right. this. All right. Let's roll the clip. Point out the person in this courtroom you had sex with. Mm. Ah, 
some good old high-gravity rain. That'll cool us off. This is awesome. We're gonna be like, pow, 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 and they're gonna be like, ah! And then we'll have pancakes to celebrate, and I'll be like, Precisely. According to this map, the only way out is through that pipe. Keep going, we're right behind you. Have you heard of the monks of Deshuba? I've not heard of them. Just give me your best animal. Best? Well, that's a matter of opinion. I personally like the electric snail. All right, we'll cut that there. <laughs> uh, that was just a little taste of Futurama. If you've never seen it, God, you're terrible. Um, Matt, I guess we'll we'll go to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts? First, I guess you can talk generally about the series, but then about the, the four movies and the, the two additional seasons mm. uh, of Futurama. Well, I, so I'll, I'll start out by saying I have not seen the movies. Just to, uh, uh, to preface this, I have not seen the movies. That's fair. Um, but I, I am a big fan of the show. Especially since it went up on Netflix, I it's one of the shows that I go and uh, binge on quite a bit. I haven't made my way through completely through the whole series yet, but I watch it uh, frequently. It's good. It's um, what it was. It's basically it scratches that itch that uh, the Simpsons doesn't quite scratch anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like the Simpsons had a good run and was funny for many years and then just kind of like i don't know it's losing its resonance now it's kind of that that um that any show that's been on the air for too long has kind of like gotten to that point it's kind of like running through the motions characters are all basically like just bare bleak caricatures of them their former selves and uh Futurama isn't at that point yet thankfully so uh it, it's very it's a, a very uh timely show and also funny in the same way that I remember the Simpsons being funny growing up which is good hmm. also I appreciate the, I mean the intergalactic setting means that they can play with all sorts of environments and uh creative settings so there's also that um, that the Simpsons didn't have the quite the advantage to uh, enjoy. Um, and what are your thoughts, Sean? Um, I have a lot of them. Uh, first of all, I will say the movies are on Netflix, so you can go and watch them. They um, are, and and I, I would recommend them because I don't. I well, <clears throat> all right. I'll get to that. For my okay. money, controversial. I'll say it. Futurama is funnier than The Simpsons. I'm gonna say it. That is a personal taste of mine. I don't. Okay. I I get. I just don't like the world of The Simpsons. I don't. I find most of the characters tend to be a little too extreme for my liking. The characters aren't grounded enough in reality for me, um, which is okay in a cartoon. I don't like that. Futurama to me, the characters are very approachable, which is kind of funny because it's even a more fantastical universe. But the the characters you really feel for and understand and they're very relatable so that's just for my money why i like futurama better otherwise they're very similar shows 
the the force for the first four seasons of Futurama may be one of my favorite television shows of all time. Certainly, probably my favorite animated of all time. I just think they're so fantastic. Every episode a hit, um, and they did a really great job of balancing fantastical, wild episodes with really heartfelt, um, emotional episodes, which is very rare in animation. I think. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. In terms of starting with the movies, I actually didn't think the movies were bad. I thought they were good as movies. I liked seeing those characters back in these one-off stories. I generally approve of the movies, and I think they're good. And I think if they had just made those movies and then said, this is our sort of goodbye to these characters, I would have said, okay, I feel good about that. Season six and seven for me were big misses. I really think so. It seemed like they, for many of the episodes, they just mad-libbed the first four seasons where they just took a script and erased, like, the names of the characters and the settings and changed them but kept the, but kept the same plot lines. Like, I'd say, oh, this is just a rehashing of that other episode they already did. Um, I also felt it, it was a little too crisp for my liking. One of the things I like about the original Futurama was it felt very loose and it felt very, not crude, but it felt very, like, Renegade, maybe? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it, it felt just very sort of natural, and, and the new episodes, they just felt too polished, and they just felt too sort of like, I guess this happens to a lot of animated shows, but after you kind of make the same jokes over and over for years, family this happened to Family Guy, where it was just too straight and just too sort of there. There wasn't anything sort of wow or sort of edgy about it it just was what it was and they were just pumping out episodes and i i just i felt like the show it sounds cheesy as hell and i'll be the first to admit it i really felt like the show lost heart in those two seasons um why i don't know i mean i do know some of the cast was the same some of the cast was different uh in terms of the, the writers and directors so maybe that had something to do with that i don't know uh, some of the episodes were funny i'm not going to say they were all bad i think some were funny but i just think overall maybe just because the first four were so good and it you know was going to be really difficult to live up to that maybe it was i don't know but i go in the back and i watch the first four seasons now and i i watch them a million times uh, i actually am getting the dvds for futurama through netflix so i can watch the commentary that's how much i like the show <laughs> i watch those last two seasons and it's just like why like it just it's such i just i can't do it it's very disappointing so not bad but not nearly as good as the original well i haven't made it up to the disappointing series yet seasons yet <laughs> well, maybe, i'm still in the in the good i'm in i'm about a quarter of the way through season three well well keep going uh it, it's really strong through the first four and, and the movies aren't bad either but uh, maybe i'm wrong you know me i have a lot of terrible opinions so you know, maybe someone will tell me I'm missing the boat, but it's just, it's just very sort of predictable and cookie cutter and just sort of, you, you know, you know what told me something was wrong about these episodes? You could quiz me on any of the first four seasons and each episode was so distinctive. I could probably tell you a lot about each episode, right? Yeah. I go back and I watch the sixth and the seventh season. I'll marathon through two or three shows at a time. And I won't, they'll blend together. I won't be able to tell oh. the difference, you know? It's just sort of that, that sort of, there, there's no oomph, there's no impact. So that, that really misses for me. But I think a lot of shows as they get older, that happens. You know, you look at a show like Family Guy or The Simpsons and it's sort of the same thing where now you're just making episodes. You're not trying to say something. 
Yeah, at some at a certain point, it just it just becomes another like it just becomes another job for the writers. Well, and animation cranks them out. Animation is so fascinating in that they churn staff like crazy. Look at the writer staffs for comedy uh, animated shows. People just jump from show to show. Yeah, four seasons into a show, it's a whole different staff. And not just writers either. Voice actors animators. jump all the time. Animators jump all the time. Everybody on the team pretty much, except for the original creators and the producers. And sometimes even the showrunners leave. You know? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> that's true. And then the sh- then the shows change voice because it's a different, it's a whole different, whole different style. Staff, you know, w- which is rare on on live action. So, you know, yeah. I wonder why that is. I guess live action. Live action actors, you kind of know, like the the audience is much more familiar with them. And with voice actors, they think if they can replace it with somebody similar. Yeah, the actors, I think so. When it comes to like the, the like the writers and the animators, I think some of that is animation is really really difficult compared to live action. Um, animation doesn't pay as well as live action, and animation is you just churn it out. Yeah. Because it, you know, you'll shoot a, an episode of a TV show over 3 weeks. It takes you a year to do an episode of an animated show. So, you know, it, it's a real grind and I, I think it's difficult and it doesn't surprise me that some of these showrunners after 8 or 9 years on an animated show will say I'm I'm done. Right. Also, it's they're probably much more valued talent. Hmm the animators because yeah. it's just like it's a rare you know rare ability to have and you definitely work your way up the ladder on animated shows um and, and if it means jumping from one show to get that next promotion to the other that's just how you do it um until you are running a show or then get to create your own yeah that definitely seems like the uh the likely path there's been a lot of a lot of animators that have succeeded and gone on to make their own a lot of their own shows that produce their own stuff not just here, but in Japan as well. Yeah. <coughs> if, if you're ever interested in animation, honestly, uh, get, pick up some DVDs for an animated show, Family Guy, Futurama, American Dad, any of these animated shows, and, or Simpsons. Listen to the audio commentary, I'm telling you. The stuff they t- I love audio commentary. Yeah. I'm, I know most people... South Park is very good. South Park, uh, man. Their, their audio commentary is great, yeah. Um, and you just learn so much about how animation works and about the, the personalities and... It's really fascinating stuff. I'm really enjoying my time listening through these. Mm. Um, let's continue on. We've got another show to talk about. Uh, we're going to change again. Uh, we've done a comedy. We've done an animated show. Now we're going to get into, uh, I don't know how, what category this falls under, uh, serial drama, political thriller, action show, whatever you want to phrase it. 24 uh, from the Fox Network aired originally 192 episodes, eight seasons from 2001 to 2010. Can you believe that? Um, then they followed it up uh, with 24 Live Another Day, airing 2014, uh, returning in his role, Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer, uh, Super Spy of the Ages. We have a clip. Let's take a look after I turn some knobs so everyone can hear what we're looking at. Yeah. Roll the clip. Freeze it right there. 
It's bad. I gotta confirm on the target. Take him alive, if possible. But you all know what this man is capable of. Target's on the move! Jeff Bauer is a traitor and a psychopath who killed two Russian diplomats. Hands behind your head, on your knees! I know how many lives you've saved, how much the country is in your debt, but they're just gonna see a man who snapped. Killing and mutilating with no regard to the law or conscience. A man whose country now labels him a criminal. A terrorist. After all these years, he surfaces in London the same time as President Heller. We've considered that he is here to do the president harm. There's an order coming to have you transferred to Special Activities Division. All right, we're gonna oh, we're gonna cut it there. A chest. Oh my God, Kiefer Sutherland, man, he is an unstoppable machine. Uh, twenty-four. Live another day. Back in London, uh, a limited event. Uh, it is my turn, I think, to go first, and I will. Um, 24, the original series. Um, I, you know, for me, I think it was such a revolutionary concept at the time to, to, to air each episode as an hour in real time, um, to do such an action thriller show on television, I think was pretty... You know, there were other kind of thriller shows, but I don't think any included the sort of action and 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 intrigue that Twenty Four had at the time. So, for my money, Twenty Four lives on that list of shows that really changed a lot for television. I think maybe I'm giving too much credit, but I I really do feel that when it comes to <coughs> excuse me when it comes to Twenty Four, live another day, Jack Bauer already had been on eight seasons on the air. Eight seasons of watching a guy do the exact same thing. Like, I watched 24, like, religiously through about season five. And I was like, I am, I cannot handle this anymore. <laughs> Combine that with the fact that 24, in my opinion, may be one of the worst binge-watch shows ever made. Have you ever, Matt, have you ever binge-watched 24? I have actually. I've been watch. I've been binge watched the first two seasons to be able to be ca caught up for when the third season aired. It's painful. Um, it really. It, it's not really a, a show that lends itself to that format, is it? It's well, just it's kind of. It's meant to be that show that keeps it's a, you guessing. It's, it's like a watch slow what burn. happens next week. A it's slow a slow burn. burn. Exactly. And, and it's just the idea when you watch a couple episodes in a row, you're like. Wow, he does a lot of like two hours ago he was doing one thing and now he's doing something so radically different. You're like, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's, but when it's, it's spanned over a couple weeks in real time, then it doesn't seem as extreme. It's an ADD show for sure. Oh, it really is. It's it's very difficult, I think. And uh, it's also so it's so unrealistic in like in the fact that it gets almost comical. Yeah, it's it's a little extreme in that respect, and I think it's it got like the, it got worse as the seasons went on. It's like it's like any any of those video games where you play as like the one man army. You know what I mean? Like Call of Duty, mm -hmm. Medal of Honor. And this is like watching 
the live action version of that where it's just one man taking out all these guys and yeah. like and that was that was fun for the, the first world. couple seasons like i i i would it was say entertaining it was Very great it just got old you know i think back to the first season Redundant. and his daughter kim fighting off the cougar in the woods like it just didn't make yeah. any sense but it you're just, like it just got totally redundant I'm, and then it suffered from michael bay syndrome where it just they just replaced everything with explosions yeah here's my thought on live another day the biggest misstep they took was bringing it back as a TV series. I did not need to see Jack Bauer do another 24 hours. Although I think it was only 13 episodes. Um, they, they skipped a couple hours. Uh, there's a 12-hour time jump. That's right. Because they're in love. <laughs> I did not. A two-hour movie, I think, would have been awesome. Yeah. Come I in, agree. tell a story. He kicks some ass. He saves the world. James Bond style. I'm all in. I, I would have I would have been on board for that movie. Sold. Another it's twelve TV. episodes of the same stuff is like, why? And then the other thing that pissed me off was this like shoehorning in of and shows that do like long that do reboots tend to do this, where they try to be current and like prove their future and they're like, oh, it's like drones and it's it's <laughs> it's hackers. Yeah, they want with they want to be up to date. China and. And it's Iran. And they it was all, they just, gotta throw all those in there. You know, when you're doing the, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I hate the cheesy hacker stuff. Um, and I think 24 took the worst of it and ran with it. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I really listen. I have a great place in my heart for 24. I think it was an amazing show at the time. I think it ran many seasons too long, and I include this reboot in that. I don't know, Matt. What, now, what do you think? Now, here's what I think. Ready? The show 24 has been done on television, has not yet been done in a movie uh, style. But imagine the story of 24 told in the format of a late-night radio talkie, (laughs) right? Okay. And the action is completely described through all through narration. You don't see anything because it's it's on it's on the radio, or rather, it's maybe through a podcast that comes out biweekly. All right. So every other week they release this this podcast where it's telling you it's like describing the actions that Jack Bauer is taking. Do you think that 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 podcast would be more successful than uh the 24 show the one in london the new one i i really don't have an opinion on that because that's that's kind of crazy that is pretty crazy that is so out there i don't really but i mean i, I don't see why not maybe that's what they needed maybe they needed they needed something like totally fresh because this was not fresh at all this is just the exact same yeah. show but they're putting it in a different country yeah there's nothing fresh about that no not i mean all. survivor can get away with it <laughs> but not many other shows can no. and it's not one of them yeah yeah you're right and, and you know i matt i think that's a wonderful idea uh, please pitch that to the Fox Thank Network. Uh, new season twenty four. I, I, I can't communicate with the Fox Network. I've been uh, banned. <laughs> There's a restraining order. I, I sent too many letters about Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk to them anymore. Uh, why am I not surprised? Um, no, I think the other thing too is you know you have to remember twenty four went off the air in twenty ten and came back in twenty fourteen. Like I don't, 
I think we were still fatigued enough from 24 that, you know, Arrested Development could come back a few years later because we didn't get enough of it. We had too much 24. We did not need more 24, at least not four years later. If yeah. if you're, you're going to reboot a popular show, take your time. You know, that's why we're rebooting Knight Rider, right? Because it's been <laughs> yeah. long enough. You know, right. this, and this new season, we're going to see uh, Coach. You remember Coach with Craig T. Nelson? Oh, of course. They're yeah. remaking Coach. Yeah, I, I heard about that. that so, that'll be interesting. That's a good length of time. I'm okay with that, you know, but don't mm-hmm. do not do this. Shame on you, Fox. I wonder if they'll remake the scene where he, where he has a heart attack and dies in his cereal. Did that happen? I, I've never seen Coach. Was that how yeah. they, like, ended it? I don't know if that's how they ended it, but it definitely happens. Because Craig T. Nelson attack. is in it. He's in the in the reboot. Oh, he is? Yeah, I think well, he... I mean, like, he didn't die. His I think his character died. Well, I don't then... know. I didn't actually watch Coach. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to... <laughs> now, that was a spinoff of Cheers, right? What? Am I correct in that? What? Or did I, I just make that up? I'm, like, 90% sure you made that up. But now I'm going to... Okay. I might I might have made that up. I'm gonna look at that coach TV series. Craig T. Nelson is Hayden Fox. Um Well that'll be fun. I hope they throw in some like new new touches to it. Yeah, it doesn't say that it's a uh spin off that that it was a spin off. I think they would mention that. Um yeah, no, I don't. I don't think it is, Matt. I think you you made that up. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Friends is also a spinoff of Cheers. Friends is a spinoff of Cheers. Yeah, Matt, that, stop that making said, things it, up. You're crazy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but John Kerry's 2004 presidential campaign is also a spinoff of Cheers. <laughs> Literally everything is not a spinoff of Cheers, Matt. <laughs> Maybe this is the conspiracy we should have addressed last week, is that everything, everything is a spinoff of Cheers. Everything is a spinoff of Cheers. Wow. Yeah, Matt, I think... The internet is a, a spinoff, spin-off of, of Cheers. The Twilight Zone is a spinoff of Cheers. The Goldilocks Zone is a spinoff of The Twilight Zone. Is a spinoff, is a spin-off, of, spin-off Cheers. of Cheers. Oh my goodness. Time Harris. Um, Honestly, though, if we were going to go with that logic, I think uh, All in the Family would probably be the the more likely because that show had um, a ton of spinoffs. Or Love sure, American yeah. Style would probably oh. be the other one. What was the What did you say? Uh, Love American Style. Are you familiar with this? I've never heard of that. So Love this is, American Style. Yeah. So I, this is a little um, a little piece of trivia for you. Love American Style uh, was a a anthology show that ran in the seventies um, on ABC, and so they had little vignette stories. Um, had a great theme song too, and it, it those um, little vignettes spun off uh, a number of shows. Let's see if there's the full list here. Um, it, it spun off. Uh, it's not listed here. Uh, happy, it spun off Happy Days. Wow. Um, which of course then spun off a number of shows in itself, including uh, Mork and Mindy, uh, Joni Loves Chachi. Um, what was the other one? Anyway, you can uh, Laverne and Shirley. Um, Arrested Development. Arrested Ron Howard. Ron um, Howard. 
Yeah, and of course, All in the Family spun off um, Maud, which then spun off Good Times. Uh, All in the Family also spun off The Jeffersons, which had its own failed spinoff, spun off a show called Gloria, and then there was also the the sequel Archie Bunker's Place as well. So Mm. a pretty good amount uh, there as well. How do we get so off topic? I don't know. We're out of control. All right. Well, that's it. We're done. We're done. No more reboots. No more remakes. We're done. We are done. Clear. We are clear, but not before we get to this week's question, which is... Yeah. Which live-action TV show would be best rebooted as an animated or anime show? We won't give away our answers, just cheers. We won't give away our answer just yet. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. Goldilockshow.com. That's where you get all the episodes. uh, And I highly, highly recommend subscribing which you can do via a direct RSS link, which is on the website. We are also on iTunes, if that's how you get your podcasts. We're in the database of most major podcast apps that scrape iTunes. And we're also, you can subscribe to videos on YouTube, and we're going to keep trying to play more clips. You're going to really want to tune into the video version, because we're going to have some cool stuff there as well. I can point to our website now, you can, so I can see <laughs> it. Because can now see himself, so it's, it's pretty impressive. There we this go. This is our Facebook and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And over here, I'm reaching into Sean's territory. I'm get, I'm grabbing him, I'm and I'm down to like yeah. It's Matt's there. It is. there. Yeah. Um, yes, so please do that, Matt. Anything else you'd like the people at home to know before we conclude? Mm. Oh, was that my turn to say something? <laughs> yes. Go Mets. How's that? Well, actually, I'm wearing my Chicago Bulls shirt. Oh, go Bulls! Wait, I don't, guys, you know, look, me, I don't really care about sports. I believe so. I think they're in the playoffs. I they don't are. Really they're doing. A, a they're doing basketball. okay, actually. They're not doing they? bad. Well, that's good. I think. Oh. I've I've had this shirt since 1996. Something. Oh, cool. Um, this is vintage. And quickly, any thoughts on what we're going to talk about next week? We'll talk about it off air. But any, anything you want to tease on air? Any thoughts? Quickly. Hmm. Keep watching the keep, horizon. Keep watching the horizon. Very well put, Matt. Well, on well, behalf of Matt. That doesn't really mean anything, but... Yeah, it doesn't have to. They don't know any better. Uh, thanks, everybody. Sounded philosophical. <laughs> We're so smart. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you thanks, next week guys. on a new episode of The Goldilocks Zone.